The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Align and awaken with Mother Earth Rising podcast. Let's rise and heal together with me, Pippa, your Mother Earth healer. Hi guys, I hope you're doing well. I am back on the podcast today with an amazing woman who I've followed for a while and I've been really keen to chat to her on the podcast. She has just become a Hay House author and she is an award-winning spiritual coach. Please welcome Liz Roberta onto Mother Earth Rising. Hi Liz. Hi Pippa. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm just loving doing all of these podcast episodes and talking about the book. It's so much fun. It's like being famous, isn't it, when you get paparazzi following you around? I'm not quite there yet, but, <laughs> but it's very fun. It's only been about two weeks since I revealed it, so it all still feels very, very new and fresh. Yeah, I I was just, just been talking before we started recording about the front cover of your new book. It just, you know, it's just different. Uh, you know, you see a lot of book covers with, you know, pictures and drawings, but yours is like literally art. And I feel like it's got that, you know, you can talk about it in a second, but I love how it really does bring out the the title of the book. Because for me, when I look at the picture on the front, it reminds me of alignment and creativity and, you know, that connection, because connection to you can mean anything, can't it? So, I'm really excited to read it when it comes out in January. So tell everyone a bit about you, you know, how you became a spiritual coach and, you know, what brought you into this work? Sure. So I always say that I've always been spiritual. So I did have a big kind of spiritual awakening in my 20s. But honestly, it was always within me ever since I was a child, not because I saw spirits or anything like that, but I was always do spells. I would burn incense in my room, was always into mysticism. I was a gothic teenager. So spirituality has always been a part of me. And when I've done past life regressions, every lifetime I go into, I was always a spiritual teacher of some kind. Either I was a witch or I was like a Buddhist monk or I was in Japan teaching spirituality there. So it was just really easy for me to pick it up again in this lifetime. And I almost feel like the journey to realizing that calling just must be so short now from where I've done it in so many lifetimes. I just came into this lifetime. I was like, right, I'm spiritual straight away kind of thing. So I've always been really into spirituality but it did take me a while to figure out that I needed to have a career in that because I'm sure you can resonate with the fact that, you know, 10, 20 years ago, it wasn't as well known as it is now because we didn't have the internet, we didn't have social media, we didn't have Instagram. So I never even imagined that it would be a career opportunity. Like that option was just never there for me, even though I'd read tarot since I was 14. 
I just never, never thought it could happen. It was like too good to be true. I did eventually end up going after that dream and it came through as writing for me. So when I got to my, uh, how old was I? I was like uh, mid to late 20s. And these words just started coming through all the time. And anyone listening who's a spiritual messenger or has a calling to be a writer or an author, then I'm sure you know what I mean. When the words wake you up, they stop you from going to sleep at night. You're driving, you're in the shower, and it's just like ping, ping, ping. And you have to grab your phone or grab a pen. That just started happening one day. And I was working at Next Head Office at the time. I was a merchandiser in fashion. And I was just getting all of these words coming in. And so I just started putting them together. And then when I put them into a Word document, I had so many, it was 30,000 that I realized I was writing a book. And then it was a process over the next kind of three years trying to put that into a proposal, put that into a proposal that publishers would actually take. So that meant doing three different proposals, three different book concepts, and eventually getting published. And while all of that was happening, I was like, right, I need to make an income while I'm doing this because it can take a really long time to even get published and start making an income from being an author. So I was like, right, what else am I going to do in the meantime? As I said, I've read tarot since I was 14, started doing tarot readings. That was great. I was doing like three of those a day. Then I started coaching other tarot readers and healers, uh, astrologers, anyone kind of working in the, the spiritual industry. So then I was able to let go of the readings altogether and just do coaching. That's how I became a spiritual coach. And uh, yeah, and now I'm here today and my book Living in Tune is is nearly out in the world. When we're recording this, we're about just under a month before it actually starts shipping out to people. So very, very exciting. I can't wait to get my copy. I'm just an absolute book hoarder. I buy books all the time. And I just think, you know, I think as well, everyone has a message, don't they? And I think when I first started to write last year, you know, that ego creeps in, doesn't it? And it says, you know, no one's going to want to listen to you, blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And actually, I agree with what you said about the words just start to come in. And I find as well that sometimes these words and phrases and all these different, you know, channeled messages that are coming in, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's you. You know, it is, it's Tao, Source, Universe speaking to you to help you with that message because we all have a unique message to share. And that's the thing as well. It's about you. We're all so uniquely different, but we're all so connected. You know, we're all so very much connected by by the same energy. And I think the more of us speak up and the more of us share that message and share what's within our soul, you know, because what I've noticed lately as well with a lot of books I've been reading is, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, Liz, but a lot of the spiritual texts, you know, the Tao, I'm reading Conversations with God, a lot of Dolores's books, Dolores Cannon, a lot of the messages that come through, you know, them really conscious messages, they do overlap because they are universal truths. So ultimately, when you're speaking about your truths, they are going to be you know, coming from that divine, coming from source, coming from the universe. So you can't go wrong. You've just got to believe in yourself because, you you know, you're meant for that. And, you know, seeing you with your book and I've followed you for quite a while, it just give you that spark of inspiration again. And, you know, I have got a message to share and it's just beautiful that, you know, there's people like you in the world who have just done that and you inspire other people, including me. So I want to say thank you and that I'm really grateful for you. 
Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. That honestly means a lot because it was such a long, hard journey. And I think it's so easy to look at people and go, oh, it was so easy for them. Oh, it just happened overnight. But the only person who's really seen it all is my husband. And I mean, I started this in 2018. It's been my number one priority. I was blogging every week, was posting on Instagram every day, doing all the things. So, you know, in no way did it happen quickly or overnight. And I'm only just kind of starting to reap the rewards. So, um, yeah, I'm so glad that that my journey's inspired you. So a brief overview so what's a brief synopsis of the book because I'd love to just for people to know that for when they do pre-order it yeah of course so it's called living in tune and I came up with that title because it summarizes the whole essence of the book so the subtitle is 21 questions to activate your intuition and find your life purpose So when I say living in tune it's basically living in alignment and you get into alignment by following your intuition and living in your purpose And the whole point of the book is that you tune into your intuition, you get really used to understanding what it feels like, how you access your own unique intuition. By doing that, you'll find out what your purpose is because you'll just move into everything that feels really, really good for you. And one thing I say in the book is that purpose isn't necessarily your career. So some people's purpose is to be an amazing parent. Some people's purpose is to travel and explore the world. So it's not just about career by any means but it is the thing that feels totally right for you like it's where you're meant to be like it's what you were put here for and we find out what that is by listening to our intuition and following that above anything else so to give you another idea of of what the book is about the second title we got down to two titles and the second one was go your own way the reason we didn't go for that one is because it's a Fleetwood Mac song. So when I Google <laughs> what it, a good song. <laughs> it is a good song, but I don't want to be competing against them on Google and Amazon and all yeah. the things. So, um, so we didn't go for it. We went for Living in Tune, but that gives you an idea of what the book's about. It's about standing out on your own, following your own intuition, not following the crowd, because if you do that, then you're never really going to live in tune. So that's what the book's about. I love the I do love the second title even though it's a really good song because the obviously I know you read a bit about me Liz is I'm really into the Tao and Taoism and that is you know the Tao Te Ching means the great way and we all have this path and like you said this purpose but I don't know if you've noticed um I, I know my clients as well kind of have this this problem again, they, f- they think this purpose is external. They think they can just pick it up and have, have it in their hands. It's not like that. It's more, it's the internal work, isn't it? You know, it's the alignment in, in your soul because a lot of us are striving so much to find this purpose, f- you know, find who I am, go and find myself. You know, I used to do 10 years ago, I wanted to go and travel the world and find myself in all these places. But now I realize that it's not about finding myself. It's remembering who I am back in this lifetime because I know in past lives, we come to learn, we come to adapt and evolve, but we are, we're just remembering fragments of ourselves, you know, and that's, that's what's so amazing about the work that we all do and, you know, living in tune with who, because what makes me tick and what makes you tick is different. And that is completely fine because again, we're all connected by this divine energy and what makes you, you know, happy and smile and set your soul on fire. That's the point in life because you know this group consciousness at the moment that's going on 
it's a very powerful thing, isn't it? You know, we can we can co-create on our own, but we can co-create a lot more as as a whole, a whole planet. And that's kind of what I've been connecting to lately is, you know, how powerful we actually all are. And a lot of people don't realize that at the moment. So, you know, if you are listening to this, a lot of us, you know, have that self-doubt and and we don't have self-worth. And it's, you know, reminding you that you are, you have divinity through your whole body. Every single cell in your body is divine. And I think that's kind of why we all want to help because, you know, spirituality isn't about this. It's not a trend. It's not something you just kind of join. It's not a cult. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's a way of life. And, and, you know, it really reminds me of the great way with the Tao Te Ching because it is helping people find their way, which then helps them to connect that divinity. Would you agree, Liz? I absolutely love everything that you said there and kind of going back to what you said before as well about the common messages that come through different people and I've always found the same with religions. I'm not an expert on every religion obviously but from what I do know there's so many common themes and a client actually said to me once that she said um, she said something really wise and she was like they're different rivers leading to the same ocean and I was like holy crap they really really are like I was raised in Christianity and I took some great things from that like forgiveness acceptance and you know lots of Jesus's teachings and obviously you know there's a lot of stuff that comes with religion that isn't so great but at the core of all of them I think there's a lot of similar messages there so yeah I totally agree that we get all the same messages from source they just come through different teachers at different times in order to reach the people that need to hear them. Yeah, and it is about expanding your awareness too, because I think a lot of people block their own potential. Because again, you know, the ego work that I do, it's it, you know, it can it can really block your sight. It blinds you really, you know, of the potential that you have. And you know, the I'm reading Conversations with God. I don't know if you've read that, Liz, but I have, yeah. oh God, it just absolutely blows my mind. My partner's read it a couple of times, and we're actually on to book two now. And I just read it, and I'm it, it's it just speaks to my soul. And I think to myself, if I'd read that book three years ago, I probably would have just grasped it, but not fully understood it. And, you know, all these books and all these teachers and everything's divine. So, you know, anyone listening to Liz now, it's exactly divine timing. You probably will take something from this interview that will help you on your journey. You may meet someone in the street or in a coffee shop that is divinely put, you know, and you have to trust that the universe and and you, you know, the universe isn't some great being that sat on a cloud overlooking everything. The great being is within every single one of us. And, you know, that potential is within you. So remembering to trust that signs, synchronicities, you know, there's no coincidences and that everything will be there. And to, you know, truth be said, those little signs and people that come into your life, you know, you place there too. You know, you, you deep down somewhere in your soul, you probably needed to hear something. You probably needed a new spiritual teacher. You needed a new book and it's all for your greater good. So I really hope you take something from this interview today because it would be definitely divine, divinely orchestrated by, you know, by you and the universe. So one question that's coming up for me, Liz, that I haven't asked for a, a long while is what does spirituality mean to you? Oh, that's a very, very good question. But before I forget, I'm just going to pick up on something you just said, because actually at the front of my book, I have a little poem, very, very short poem, but it just totally encapsulates what you said. And I don't know if that's maybe why it came through to you, but it's light, 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 love, love, love. 
there is nothing above only within which is what you were saying just then about how you know it's not someone sitting in the sky the divinity is within all of us and there's no point searching on the outside or looking up above for answers really it's all accessible inside us so yeah I love what you said there thank you that poem's lovely by the way thank you um okay so what does spirituality mean to me Mm, good question So to me, it's really understanding your own power and the power that you have to shape your reality and impact the rest of the universe, realizing that everything has a consequence. So what I see so much in the world is so many people who wouldn't class themselves as spiritual, not realizing the power that they have. So they don't understand manifestation. They don't believe they're powerful. Maybe they don't believe they have power over their own life and circumstances, which of course comes out as victimhood. And in my eyes, that's why we have issues like people not caring about the environment, people throwing rubbish into the sea, people killing animals, because they're not connected to spirit which is what connects everything, as you said before, so they don't realize the power that they have on everything else around them and within their own lives. So to me, spirituality is really just being connected to your own power, which of course connects you to absolutely everything else and just realizing how sacred and important you are and how sacred and important everything else that exists in the universe is too and having respect for that. I love that answer and it really speaks to my soul because of the, I mean, I love animals and my partner, Chris, he's uh, a conservationist. He's actually, uh, you know, that's how we met, you know, through downloading his podcast, which is pretty amazing. And I was talking about this today about following the niggles, you know, any niggles you have, that's your soul like tickling you. I always say it's tickling you saying, come on, come on. And I remember two and a half years ago being in Australia and I had a niggle to go back to university to study animal behavior and it came out of nowhere. I was sat on a beach and this is where I was saying there's no coincidences. I was sat on a beach and I just said, why don't I just go and study animal behavior? I love animals. I'd love to learn more about them. So I put inquiries into my local university and I actually got in, you know, I've no experience in animals as in I've not done any zoo work. I've just got a dog. That's literally all I had. And I got accepted onto a master's program. But in the meantime, before I did get accepted, I'd actually just wanted to download an animal podcast to listen to. And I just remember Googling the best animal podcast to listen to in the world. And I think a list of 20 came up and I clicked one of them and it was Chris's and you know, I only stayed in that university for three or four months and I ended up pulling out and that wasn't, you know, because I didn't want to do it anymore. It's because it served its purpose. And I remember all the external people around me saying, oh, you shouldn't just give up and you shouldn't just stop and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. But every single atom of my being was saying this has served its purpose. And it's mad how I honor myself for following that, you know, the niggles in general, because, you know, a couple of months later, COVID hit and then the course was cancelled anyway. So it just shows how, you know, those niggles is, it, again, it comes back to that trusting yourself. You know, I, I do find people, they they lack that trust in themselves because they then, then again have hard times trusting others. It's all that kind of mirroring, isn't it? You know, pro- and projection onto the universe. But for me as well, with spirituality, I really agree with you, Liz. It's you don't realize how much of an impact, you know, raising your consciousness has an impact on the rest of the world. You know, all the all this stuff that's going on in the world right now, 
all of us are, are feeling it because we are spiritual beings having this human experience and a lot of us aren't awake to it yet. So that's why we're feeling tired. We're feeling drained. We're feeling lethargic. We're feeling demotivated. And you're probably looking externally for a reason why, you know, if, you know, uh, you might have a sickness, you might be having headaches. And a lot of people who aren't connected spiritually are probably going to doctors. They're looking for like, they're looking for an answer and they don't realize that the answer is within. The answer is about connecting to something greater than you. Your body is just manifesting an illness or a sickness to actually, you know, push you to look outside and inside of yourself for something different, a different answer. And, you know, you have all those answers within you. And before I ask my next question, that's what I mentioned before about spirituality not being a trend. I see it a lot, you know, people just using spirituality for gain, you know, to to boost their egos. And, you know, but again, spirituality, it's not a religion. For me, it's just a, a label. It doesn't matter what we call it. The Tao teaches us that. It doesn't matter what we call it, source, universe, God, whatever you connect to, the name doesn't matter. It's always around us. It's never, never stops. It never, you know, you you can't, you can't physically see it, but you can also feel it and it's within you. And when you start to see yourself that way, you know, what, whatever you call yourself doesn't matter. Just spirituality is, is the name for it right now. And that's what conversation with God was kind of saying, you know, over the centuries, we've all called it different things. And what, what that doesn't really matter, does it? It's about living in tune with you and what you desire and that's what we want to kind of push and help people to do is remembering your divinity. I love that. I love that so, so much. And yeah, totally agree. Because I think by living in tune with ourselves, we are living in tune with the universe because we're doing what our soul wants us to do. And I believe that we're all just like pieces of a puzzle. And when we're all lit up and activated and awake and doing our soul purpose, then the world will have everything that it needs. So yeah, I believe it all ties together as well. So I've got two questions that have just come into my head. The first one is, what's apart from your own book, which is going to be amazing when it comes out, what's been one of the most impactful books you've read? Okay, I have two. And okay. these are two that I always credit to changing my life. I'm going to be very basic and say The Secret, <laughs> which I'm sure is the same for a lot of people, The Secret, and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I read them both years ago and actually about the same time and it was just before I'd started working as a merchandiser and I'd already kind of gone down the rabbit hole and I'd like opened my third eye and then I had to go do this fashion job so when I went in I was already kind of had one foot out the door knowing that I was meant for more and I read them both that summer just before I started and the secret really showed me that we create our reality that our thoughts become things that was a concept I hadn't really been aware of before so that was why that changed my life and then Rich Dad Poor Dad is a book about money mindset so that just got me seeing things completely differently and within it it's kind of like four hour work week by Tim Ferriss if anyone's read that and basically Rich Dad Poor Dad is about the fact that most people work five days a week until they retire they wait until that day they retire to start living their life And that's basically what they're waiting for, missing out on all the years in the meantime. And obviously, some people never even make it there because they die beforehand or, you know, they have some illness by that point. And that was what I'd always been doing. You know, I'd always been following the normal route. I just had full time jobs and it never really occurred to me that, oh, I can live my best life now 
and I can do things differently now and I don't have to follow the normal way. So yeah, those two books completely shifted my reality. I've read loads of amazing books. Those were the two that had a a complete uh, big effect on my life that completely changed the way I view things and therefore how I acted and directed the rest of my life path. I do love that. I haven't read Rich Dad. Is it Rich Dad Poor Dad? Did you say yeah. I, haven't, I haven't read that one? I've, I, I haven't actually read The Secret, but I watched the movie, and that's kind of where my spiritual journey started. But I do think when we think back to The Secret, it is a good starting point for a lot of people, isn't it? It does get you thinking, like, wow, you know, I can create this reality. But the more you, the more you do your spiritual work, your healing work, I think. It, you start to then connect to the deeper meaning behind the secret, you know, and how your thoughts are very powerful things. And that's, it's funny how, like I said about reading Conversations with God, that's probably one of the most profound books I've ever, you know, read, especially book one, because I'm sat thinking to myself, Neil Donald Walsh is sat probably in his writing space and he's having a conversation with God. And I'm like, well, I can do it you know, and we all do it. It doesn't matter who you want to connect to, you know, and you'll know this, Liz, especially with being spiritual and you're a channel and you're very intuitive. We can connect to any spiritual being. You know, I I could channel you if I wanted to. It doesn't matter that we're, we're living on earth right now. I think it's trusting that what the response is is the truth because we can doubt ourselves, can't we? And I've started to do that at nighttime. You know, I listen to the Moses Code every night before bed and I'll just, and I remember reading Conversation with God a few, the first book a few weeks ago, and that God replies to Neil Donald Walsh in the book and says, we think we have to have like this sacred space and we have to have everything. We have to be, pre, you know, in prayer position and kneel down and in church to have this conversation with God. He said, you know, I could just be sat on the bed having a cup of tea with you as your friend. So it just kind of made me realize that letting go of the perfectionist of like we don't have to be and, and act a certain way to have a conversation with the divine because it's coming from within you so all you need to do is get quiet and ask the questions ask the questions you truly desire and want to know the answers to and that voice that comes back it, it is your voice but you know it's not because I always say the language is slightly different and you'll understand that Liz sometimes I'll channel and I write it down I'll go oh my god and I'll say, like, I don't use that language, but because, again, it's coming from the, the divine. And then you can write about that. You know, that's why I said the writing comes so naturally once you start to connect to that, you know, that channel and within you and that intuition. We all have it. And I just think you're meant to read books. Again, like I said before, you're meant to read books. You're meant to watch certain videos. You're meant to find things exactly when you need them. Because if, if I would have read Conversation with God three years ago, I literally would have been like, okay, I get bits of it, but I'm not really ready for this yet. And I've done that with a few books. You know, I've, I've picked up a few books in the last few years and gone, mm, this is too deep for me yet. I, I'll read this, you know, in the future. So I'm just collecting these books ready for, I can't wait to have a bookshelf in my house and just pick up the books that I want to read. So I definitely will pick up Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So one thing I want to ask Liz is about the way the world is right now. I don't want to mention the C word because it just, it's not something I want to talk about, but in the way that the consciousness of the planet is moving, how do you see the next say 10 years for the, for the planet as in the consciousness of the planet? 
Mm, another great question. And again, before I answer that, just because I'll forget, I want to pick up on something yeah. that you said. And you made a really good point about choosing to connect with different beings. And that's really what happened to me in this book writing process, because I have a huge connection with my starseed heritage. And I share some information about starseeds on my on my social media and my blog about starseeds, where there's a quiz is my most read blog of all time. So I love starseeds. And in one of my past life regressions, I saw that I was a keeper of the Akashic records. And I basically learned that I was in that realm giving messages to Earth and whoever else wanted to tap into the Akashic records. And it was just such an amazing experience to see that I had this messaging ability, which I knew anyway, but just having that confirmation. So since then, I'm just like, right, I'm going to connect with the Arcturians, right? I'm going to connect with the Syrians. And it's so easy now and I just love feeling all of their different energies and what you said about the different words is so true because they never seem to use contractions so everything I write it will be like it is or you are instead of your and it's and like that's one way I can tell because it's much more like formal and serious in a way and then sometimes I'll I'll write it up and it will be like red underlined. I'm like, why is that? And then the spelling's wrong. I'm like, the spelling's not wrong. And then I Google it and it's like Victorian spelling. I'm like, what the yeah. hell? It, it's so weird. It's really, really weird. So yeah, it does come through as a different, a different style of speech to your own speech. And I find that when I'm talking and channeling, like I'll be talking now like Liz. And then if I'm doing, say, a monthly tarot reading on YouTube and I start channeling, then like my voice changes, my expression changes, the words I'm saying changes. Yeah, it's really, really weird. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, it is. I love it. And uh, it just remembers, again, conversation with God. I'm bringing up that a lot at the moment because it's had such an impact on my life. He talks about that, how language, you know, the language of, of Earth has, you know, obviously evolved. But, you know, reading a lot of Dolores Cannon books because I'm training with her program is you know, a lot, we, we, we used to communicate telepathically. So we never used to have, you know, we never used to speak words. So really like, it's, again, the language barriers that we, we have all across the world with the different languages that we speak, we can connect telepathically. Another book that really changed my life was Celestine Prophecy. And have you read that, Liz? No, not yet. Oh, you'll like that one. Um, It talks about how, you know, someone can walk in a room and you know exactly what mood they're in. And we have, we all have that ability to pick up on energy. So that is telepathic gifts because we can feel into someone. You've probably sat with clients before and without them speaking a word, you can feel what they're feeling. You can, you can hear them. You can hear them like, it's not even the words, it's just the emotion. And that's kind of what really, you know, it just made me kind of really connect to that in the book thinking, yeah, the language is just the way we communicate now, but for me at the moment, I just want to stay in silence a little bit. That's why I think moving to New Zealand is going to be amazing for me because I'm really craving the quiet life. I want to get quiet and just not talk as much, even though I love talking. I'm a very like confident speaking person. Sometimes I just want to stay in silence and really connect, but then silence and listen is the same word all spelt differently. So when we're silent, we can listen and that's when our intuition becomes louder and louder. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up. So yeah, for the next 10 years, I'm just really interested in what you think. Yeah. So the way I see it is there's going to be a really fast progression. And I think we're kind of seeing it already, how many people are waking up. 
And I've got five nieces and nephews. My brother's got three. My sister's got two. And I look at the way they are growing up. They care so much more about the environment. They're so much more aware of issues such as, um, for example, sexuality, body shaming, uh, all these kind of different things that I, you know, we, we weren't taught those kind of things in school. Like I said, the internet is actually such a recent recent thing and that access to information was so different just 20 years ago so I think there's a lot of hope for the future not to say that there's not going to be issues I think that global warming is going to become more and more of a focus I think people will start paying more and more attention to what they're eating I think meat consumption is going to go down I think people are going to be buying less stuff I think people are going to be more concerned with recycling and things like that um yeah, and I think I just think overall that the awakening is going to continue and it's going to spread. And I think that the younger generations really are uh, a generation of light workers and star seeds. So I think the future is bright. I do too, because they say you know there's been a lot more spiritual awakenings over the past like say two years because of COVID and things like that. So it's it's crazy how again these new souls are coming into the earth to help heal the planet and. I agree with you, Liz, totally. It's, you know, especially when you connect into that higher, you know, when you've had the spiritual awakening or, you know, as we, as we say, a quantum shift, it's, it, it, that awareness grows, doesn't it? And you start to see, oh, what am I eating? What am I wearing? You know, what am I putting on my, on my skin? It, there's so much to it. And, you know, I'm still not there. I still eat small amounts of meat. I stopped eating red meat uh, about three years ago, but even to the point where I'm really, you know, conscious about what I'm doing, what I'm recycling, what I'm wearing. And again, if the internet wasn't there, the in, the positives of the internet is we can find out more information about these things. Without the internet, we'd have to kind of like go out and do, you know, speak speak to everybody and use word of mouth. But the internet has its, you know, positives about finding out all these things and how different companies and, you know, they're not really, they're not very ethical and things. So I just think it's going to get better. We're going to get better resources but I remember reading in conversation with God and how pe- when people aren't connected spiritually, the the satisfaction level is very low. So again, like you said, they just come to earth. They think they're just supposed to just work nine to five. And then when they retire, they just find that that's when life begins, which when I think of that, I feel really sad because that, you know, life should be living from the, you know, the, the moment of you, you, you know, you come into earth. So it's remembering that our work to help people to connect to, you know, purpose, what's the the movie now have you watched the disney movie soul yeah that's one of my favorite disney movies because i just love disney and i love how that brings into that like they think purpose is something that again like you said it's career it's this and that and it does have that element to it but purpose is life you know if we're not living life we're not living purposefully and meaningfully so connecting to you know it's not saying leave your job and, and go find something you know it's it's about connecting to really that happiness and that you know this about the expectation letting go of expectation because there's always room for evolution there's always room for growth and I think that that movie in itself soul it just resonates because again at the end where she says about you know your purpose isn't about something that you you do it's about the way you are the the being instead of the doing it's the being so I really like that that movie's message. Yeah, totally. And I'm really lucky. And I assume it's the same for you as well, where my purpose is to be a spiritual messenger. So I can align that with a career. But my mum 
and and my sister I actually think they have very similar purposes they have never been interested in like career life and they live for motherhood like it gives them so much joy they give everything into being the best mum they can be so everyone is so different and I think that's where we fall out of tune like at the beginning of my book I give a list of symptoms of what it's like when you're out of tune and we feel frustrated, we feel dissatisfied. It's basically like comparisonitis in a way, because we're looking at other people being happy, fulfilled, abundant, and we're like, oh, I need to do what they're doing to get those results. But you're never going to get those results because why you're here is totally different. And it's by figuring out what that is and how you can get into alignment that you get the best results for you. I love that. And I think I do have this huge feeling that when I become a mum that's going to change for me I've always had that intuitive feeling you know I love helping people I love being a spiritual you know inspirational teacher that's kind of similar to you Liz but I think when I become a mum I think it's going to be like 50 50 I'm going to be like bringing my motherhood into my teachings because from being a little girl I was always the the one who wants to look after everybody. I remember I used to want my friends around for, for tea and I'd invite them after school and I'd want to make, make sure they're okay and I'd make sure they're warm. So I've always had that really nurturing, caring energy. And I just think, oh God, but, you know, what people ask me that on podcast interviews sometimes, like what's the one thing that you desire? And it's always been to be a mum. So I think once I become a mum again, things will change, won't they? Your life completely changes. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this in my kind of near future, the next few years or so. I keep pushing it back. I'm like, oh, 32. <laughs> and now I'm like 35 <laughs> because I just don't know how I'll balance it all. And my calling is so strong that I just I do this all day, every day. So I just don't know where children would fit into that. But I've been told in various readings that it'll be a good thing. Like you said, I'm going to shift it and bring it into my message and my work. So so we shall see. <laughs> it's exciting though, isn't it? Like you said, there's there's desires you have, but then obviously everything is divinely orchestrated, isn't it? So if you're meant to have a baby before you're 40, great. There's women who are having children in their early 40s now because we're evolving, you know, our bodies can can have that. And, you know, it's cliche, but the world is your oyster. It literally is. Yeah. I mean, my mum had me at 44. I was the last Amazing. child. Wow. But, um, but it was 44 and I'm fine. Go Liz's mom. <laughs> so Liz, thank you so much for coming on today. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I know we've never really had a chance to chat properly, but I've loved getting to know you more. You know, a lot of stuff that you've spoke about really resonates with me. And that's the thing about spirituality. When you get with like-minded people, you know, you just bounce off each other. The conversation flows and, you know, it, a lot of it resonates with me. It's been so fun. I've loved it. Thank you so much. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the links where everyone can pre-order your book on my show notes. I'll put your website and your Instagram links. Is there anything else you want me to put on the show notes for everybody? Uh, yes, there is a link to get a free angel card reading. So if you're listening to this before the 11th of January, there is a pre-sale bonus. It's only for the pre-sale before 11th of January. But if you order it before then, you can get a free angel card reading and a third eye activation as well amazing thanks Liz is there anything else you want to say before we finish no just sending so much love to everyone listening and uh, yeah thank you so much for having me on this has been so much fun you're so welcome enjoy the rest of your day Liz thank you bye hello I'm Dr. Stephen Farber and I'm an author teacher psychotherapist and shamanic practitioner on my podcast healing for your soul 
I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.